Welcome to the We've Seen Enough podcast, where we look at the world through the prism of sports. Enjoy the eclectic mix of our personalities as we discuss, debate, and occasionally fight over issues large and small. So as we head to our respective corners, I'm Jim Boyle. And I'm Tom Trevisani. Let's get it on, Jimbo. We've seen enough. Season one, episode 13. I'm your host, Jim Boyle, and I do have my co-host, Tommy Trevisani, back with me after about a seven-month absence, Tommy. I mean, it's just amazing that it's been that long for us in absence. And you know what's funny about this is now we're on TV as well. So we get to see Tommy. Now, actually, I'm going to introduce you. We're going to get to see Tommy Trevisani for the first time live here on WCTV's uh, We've Seen Enough podcast. Tommy, how you been? Good. How about yourself, Jim? I've been good. So what, what happened? We moved to Maine. What happened? Yeah, a lot in the last six, seven months. You know, I know they were fixing the studio, and uh, I ended up buying a place up in Maine, and we closed up around the beginning of May, and we just officially moved in um, actually on Sunday. A week ago Sunday, I'm sorry, like for good. So you moved a week ago Sunday in Maine. I, I, you know, I, I think it can take, um, you can take Tommy out of Everett, but you can't take Everett out of Tommy, right? You can say that, but I mean, everyone's been saying, but I'll tell you, I think I'm, I'm going to be able to adjust. It is like being in the witness protection program, but I'm not complaining. Are you telling me you have experience with the witness protection program? Nah, I was just saying that. It kind of sounded funny, I thought. Oh, come on. It sounded great. I love, I love when you sound funny. But again, it's, it's, it's great for us to be back. I, like yep. I said, Jack was on last week as we did our first dry run through uh, with We've Seen Enough. Yep. Um, and we did a lot of chat and uh, just stuff that we would like we kitchen table talk and which we, you and I would do how we fight or, or, or have fun or do whatever we want to do. So, you know, let's just let's get caught up. It's been seven months. I mean, we, we talked before the last I think the last episode was before the Super Bowl. I think so, so let's yeah, go back. Not, let's look yeah. at each individual sport and see where we are. We'll start because it was before the Super Bowl NFL. Anything surprising to you about Kansas City and, and the Eagles? No, like you said, it could have went either way. I thought I I actually thought. You know, Philly actually played better. I thought Philly had them, but, you know, they had that turnover there. At the end, of the, at the beginning of the first half, I thought that helped Kansas City a lot, but I thought that could have went either way. I thought, I thought the kid for Philly, actually, the quarterback actually played better. If you really look, but, you know, Mahomes made the plays in the second half, and, you know, just uh, Kansas City kind of pulled away there at the end, but it could have went either way. Is it time to say uh, dynasty with Kansas City? You know, it looks like it. I don't, Jim. They seem to get rid of just what they do over there. They seem to, you know, they seem to be paying the right people, you know, but they're going to have to start paying some people. So we might have to. If they win it this year, we might have to start saying dynasty, yes. Because, like, I, I asked that question because over the last 20 years, uh, the Patriots with six Super Bowl wins. Right. And the one thing constant between the six Super Bowl wins are the two Bs, Belichick and Brady. Absolutely. And the constant right now in Kansas City is, is Mahomes. And and Andy Reed, Reed, yeah. right? Yep. So again, it was it was a good ending of the, the season. Um, thoughts on the Patriots offseason, where we are now? What, what what does it look like for you? Yeah, well, I was just listening, coming on the way in, but it just seems like I don't know. It seems like he's kind of lost a little control down there. I'm just, you know, it's not like it was before. They're not winning, and he just seems like he wants to do like things he's been doing for the last twenty twenty five years. But you know, he doesn't have Brady and. I think there's some cause for concern down there. I think there is. It's just the players they have. This Jack Jones, would he even be on the team right now? Think about this 10, 15 years ago. Let's talk because you know why he doesn't cost a lot of money. I mean, what's going on here? It's just because I think they have, you know, the kid has talent, and I just think Belichick needs him, sick as it sounds. And, again, Tommy, the world's changed. I mean, back 20 years ago, 23 years ago, you know, you had – 
a different mindset and a coach who could, whose idea was perfect in reality. You know, Belichick came in. He could have. I think he could have replaced. He could have put any quarterback in those first three years and won with him because he had his philosophy set up and he was always never going to get beat if a guy got hurt. Right. So, so now he's struggling with his – I don't know if he was always the greatest evaluator of talent, but he did pick out Tom Brady, 199. So, so it's, it's hard. So it's different. The yep. world is different. It's like when we get to the Red Sox, it's like Alex Cora and, and, and you know, oh. it's, it's, it's those sort of things. So just a, a final thing, who do you think is going to be the next starting quarterback for the Patriots? Is it going to be Zappier or are they going to stick with Jones? Oh. You know, but they say what's going down there. I think you're going to have to – they're going to probably – it's going to start the season with Mac Jones. But don't be surprised if they start off a little shaky and he's turning the ball over that. He doesn't go to Zappi. That would not surprise me. But I think it's going to start with Mac Jones. It looks like – I mean, he's the first-round pick, Jim, and all that. But you know Belichick. He's going to play the better quarterback. But it looks like, to me, from what's going on down there, but, you know, the offensive line has issues. There's a lot of issues down there. And it looks like they're going to start off with Jones. You know, they have a really tough schedule, too. They open up against Philly. I don't think they're going to beat them. Well, they have, not only do they have a tough schedule, they're mm. probably the weakest team in the AFC East, and that well, hasn't happened in 25 well, years. not only that, and don't forget with the Jets. I mean, that Jets on offense and defense, they have a nice team. It just, you know, if Aaron Rodgers just takes the checkdowns, they don't turn the ball over, that, they're going to be a tough team. they got some nice players on both, both sides of the ball. And the two other teams, the Bills and the Dolphins, have great offensive skill sets. Which we know when the Patriots haven't beat them in the last three years. They can't beat either one of those teams. Exactly. So enough of the Patriots because it's right. not football season yet. And we well. did have the two winter sports teams, which were really pretty good. The Bruins, <laughs> which were not, again, Jack was on here the other day. And we we oh. did say, you know. Yeah, I actually we, seen him, too. He came, he came running right in the house. Don't worry. We have Tuesday no, night. We have no idea. Uh, about hockey sometimes. But no. it, with hockey, they had the best record in the league, they and did. they fell flat, um, which is just happening. And it, it, this is hockey to me. You get a hot goaltender. Yep. You get a few breaks. I think like Miami, um, uh, Florida, not Miami. They're from Miami. But right. I think Florida just really had they, – they won a lot of overtime games. They hit, they, a couple bounces went their way, and, yep. and the Bruins got knocked out. But skip the we'll skip the Bruins. Someday right. we'll bring a hockey nut in here if we can find one. And uh, what about the Celtics? The Seas had a pretty good year. Um, they had the home field, home field, home court advantage once Milwaukee got beat, uh, and they struggled uh, early with um, almost all all, all postseason. What, what, just overall impressions. I'm asking a couple questions. Wow, well, you know, Jim, like they started off that second series. I forget. I even thought Atlanta even won two games, if I recall. Philly and, was second. You know, then that was what they should. If you really know, they shouldn't even have won the Philly series. If you kind of remember, they were up three games to two. Philly, Philly had them in Game Six. There was that ugly game. If Harden made another shot there, they probably don't even win that game. You know, they came back game seven. Tatum showed up. Let's give him his due. He had a great game. But I just don't know with this team. They're just Then they come into Miami and how it even started for them to come back. And then what they did in that game seven, that was a disgrace. So it was. I'm just thinking it's coaching. I just I don't understand these guys. And I don't want to get into Brown. That's another story. And then they ended up paying him. We'll get into that a little bit later. It's just... I don't know here what's going on. I just I can't believe they really paid him. I thought maybe he should have played another, maybe play out this last year, maybe gave it another year, see what they're going to do. But I see the same of a lot next year, Jim. I see them maybe going to the Eastern Conference Finals again next year, and I don't see them going to the championship again. I just don't like the makeup of their team, and everyone's going crazy about this Pazingas deal. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan, Jim. To me, you got to play. You got to play 75, 80 games a year, and he's not that type of player. 
So that's why you dislike Jalen Brown because he plays 75, 80 games a year, or is this another reason because he can't go to his left? Or, well, you know, the, first well, let's I go have down, a better left hand than let's him. Let's go down. Yeah, that's what <laughs> you can ask. You can ask a lot that's, of people. So, so the question is then for you. Yep. Okay. Just, Give me the top three reasons why they did not make the finals. Three. One over one. Okay. Um, no, no, they could. They couldn't finish games. Okay, that's one. They couldn't finish. They games. couldn't finish games. Two. Two. Uh, obviously, the head coach, the coaching. Three. And three, like, yeah, bench scoring. Okay, so did the impact of the sixth man of the year getting hurt and not being able to contribute offensively hurt them down the stretch? Did the fact that the coach was sort of in over his head and didn't have enough help hurt them down the stretch? Or did the fact that they just decided they were going to be a three-point shooting team, which is the philosophy of the coach, and eventually that ended up killing them down the stretch? Which do you think, in reality, which is really the, the key? You know, well, you, you can sit here and bitch about Jalen Brown all you want. I'm going to let you do that. But, you I'm know not. what? If they don't, if they, they don't, if Jalen Brown's not on the team, they don't get to where they get, right? So that's a, and even Marcus Smart, if he's not on the team, they'll get to where they get. But again, what, what really, you're the basketball guy. You, you've played, you've, you're a shooter, you don't know how to play defense, but other than that. Uh-huh. So, so where do you see, really, what, what needs to improve? What, what can they do? What would you do? If you were Stevens, well, they, with the, they had to get rid of Marcus Smart. I just think he's been there eight or nine years, and it was time for him to go. So I think that was the good move. But in regards to Bazingas, I think what hurt them last year too is we got to forget the Italian kid was hurt the whole year. Correct. I think that might have hurt. They need someone to come off the bench to play like fifteen or twenty minutes to score. And again, they don't have a finisher. That's why I don't want to get into the Damian Lillard stuff. You need a guy. What always happens, I'm in the fourth quarter, the last six minutes, they just go missing. I mean, we can go, listen, we can go back and forth, Jim, about bench scoring this. The NBA, you just turn the game on in the last six minutes. My father taught me this 40 years ago. If It really is so true. you got all these great athletes, but who are the finishers? And the game is usually one, right? No, and actually the last three to four minutes, if you agree with that. So my chance to pick on Damian Lillard. He's finished a lot of uh, Western Conference finals and finals games, hasn't he? Uh, here we go. Listen. Jim. Here we go. What are, here we go. Here yeah, we go. I know, but what is Here we go, me. And you bring up Damian Lillard. But I'm just has, saying for you, a finisher. Oh, yeah. So you have a finisher. You bring Damian Lillard in. What are you gonna, what does, what's that do for me? Well, it does a lot because you figure with Tatum, if they could – even if I'm not saying they would probably have to get rid of Brown, but what if you have him? Then you have Tatum, and then you have another scorer down the stretch. That's all I'm saying because it doesn't seem like, you know, Tatum comes and goes. Like, he has these great games, but then he disappears. Well, that's, I don't disagree all with right, so that. All right, so that's my point. Like, but my you, question is, why Lillard? I just kid you know I like him. I just throw him out I'm just busting your chops. I know you are. That's as good. But why not a true point guard? Why not someone who can come in here and distribute the basketball Get the guys the ball in the right spots. Does because have, I think that's what the, I personally think. I that's agree. What you're missing. meaning like I know who you get at, like a Chris Paul. Yeah. Totally agree. Because he can play 25, 30 minutes and just, I agree. But I don't, that would make sense. Yeah, just a distributor. I agree. But like when I just think of him as a scorer, because a little, he just kind of came back this year. I know he averaged only two points a game. But they just need a, like they need another finisher. But something like that could work too. I agree. But I just never could see Chris Paul coming here. No, I don't think Chris Paul was going to come here. I agree with you on that. I'm but just I'm saying, out a name, look, right? look at a guy like uh, Brunson, like another guy. But like get the ball to the paint, and and I know his dad you played for me. Te- well, but but his, I told you the but, story about him. Yeah, and, but his, his, I don't know if you know. I played against him in yeah, high school. Yeah, the father, yeah, and he kicked your butt, right? He took you. Well, to he task. was two years. You know, he's originally a New York guy. You know, he's from Syracuse. From correct, Syracuse. but he. Um, 
Yeah, but, he, he but, actually played for Salem High. Yeah. Right, Jalen Brunson, though, that type of player. I don't know. Even even you would give they, – they do like Peyton Pritchard. So maybe Peyton Pritchard, he could do a little. He can't play yeah. defense, but maybe he's a guy who can set things up. Yeah, Jim. I mean, but again, like you know, if he plays 30, 35 minutes, he'll be exposed. But he's a perfect third guy. But I'm not saying he could be the answer. He's good for fifteen to twenty minutes, and I love Peyton Pritchard. Correct. I do, get, but get, is he get. like the real? But then, like you said, he kind of can't defend in the fourth quarter. He becomes a liability. But who who does defend anymore? Well, they all just that's, jack up threes. That's yeah. That's that. I what think to be honest with you, that was where the coach I think lost. Yes. Control that if you're going to live, you're going to live and die with the three. But that's why bringing Porzingis and gives them a little bit of a different look, a little pick and roll, high pick and roll with him and Tatum and with him and Brown. Now I agree, Brown played crappy in in the last couple games of that nope. series against Miami. Brown had played really well all year long. He did. And this is the way the NBA is. State forget the money, forget the money. If the money means like this is the thing I have with baseball is. You know, Chris Sale got twenty, thirty-two million dollars. Hasn't pitched, but he, 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 forget the money. Would you take him on your team? At so, that so, time, yeah, it's not his fault. Well, the like, market's so. With right? Jalen Brown, what would you do? I mean, okay, he should only got. I think he's only worth twenty-five million. But like, but, right. but, but that's the way the market is for him, yeah, right? You're right. You're right. It's I. I know. It's just. It's just crazy what the amount of money these guys are making. Like he's forget right the now money. the highest. Pay- I know. I'm just not. But like, Second you just look at it. It just makes me. It's just. It's mind-boggling. No, no, and I agree with you. The, and, and again, we're old school guys, so you got to forget the money. I right. mean, w- w- back in 1970, when Yass signed a three-year, uh, three, right. three $300,000 contract, people, oh my God, he's making hundred grand a year. Back in 1970, so people are right. freaked out. Right, it's, right. You know, it's somebody, all relative, yeah. Somebody's going to make the money. The owners make the money, right? Right. So that's the Celtics. We talk about them. I think that they're, they, I think with the coach getting a little more people on the bench to help him out, yep. I think that uh, Stevens has made some really good moves. The, the white move was phenomenal. That kid's a great player for him. You know, Derek White's a really yep. nice player for him. And he's done a good job picking and choosing. And, again, people are coming in and going. And it's hard to win in the in the NBA. It is. But, you know, the move you were kind of getting back to in the kid they got from Milwaukee. But, again, see, he always gets hurt. Right. And, again, this is why I'm a little – you know me. I love Pazingas. He's big. He can shoot. But, again, can he just stay healthy? That's a big if. True. And, and, you know, the anybody, bottom line is you got to play. I mean, I know it is anybody, but this kid's always hurt. He's never played more than 65 games. I'm just stating the facts. Well, it's better than playing 45 games, isn't it? If <laughs> <laughs> we get lucky, we get it for 60. I know, I know. But you know how the But you know, like you say, now the NBA now, it's just basically they play for the playoffs now anyway. So it's really like. Correct. And again, like, if the right. Celtics, again, just you got to stay healthy. The Gallinari was out for the whole year. Absolutely. Yep, so what, lost, the good, yep. uh, what good was he? And Bogdan was out for the last six, seven games. Yeah. And it. I think it hamstrung him offensively. It, no, and it absolutely did. And, he, and did. I think he played with that that injury as well. Yep. Um, other things that have happened, we have a, a new national champion of college basketball, local. Yeah. Um, again. You know what's funny, speaker, I know, that UConn team. And it's been amazing. If you want to hear a funny story, Jim, a year before, people don't know this, they lost in the first round to New Mexico State. Hear me out. You saw what happened. In New Mexico State, you see what happened. They did away with the program this year. You know that. Well, it's because they were bad. Not only bad, but they beat UConn last year in the first round. People don't even know that. And look at that turnaround. That guy is a great coach. He can coach. He can recruit, too. But he's getting a lot of these kids from, too. He comes into the NEPSAC League. He recruits a lot of these kids. And I'm not saying he gets the McDonald's kids, but he can coach like the father. I think they're all Hurley, the two boys, and I love the father. You know, about him in Jersey, I always follow him. And, and they know basketball. This kid... I think that guy could coach. But again, 
football rules I mean, roost, and now the Pac-10 is no longer Pac-12 is gone. And Hurley signs this $3 billion contract and d- nothing to NIL. So, again, how do you maintain if you're not if there's not a lot of money out there? Again, he did a great job coaching. They got on a great run at the end. They did. Um, teams that, that could have beat them lost early, no doubt about it. Yeah. But, again, what happens to Connecticut? What happens to Temple? But you got to beat the teams the that you play, though. It is yeah. what it is. Now that football is ruling the roost, what, what are we going to do? What do you think yep. about that? What do you think about Pac-10, which is one of the greatest conferences of sports-wise? Yeah, I mean, Justin, because I, I can't even keep up. He was just telling me it's all craziness. It's just it's now the teams. Pac-4. No, it's cause it's all it's in, it's insane. Okay, trivia question: Who are the last four left? Do you know? See, I didn't. Even, I haven't even paying attention. I'm going to say is U.S. is USC and UCLA too? USC and UCLA went to um, Big Ten. Well, they did. So I don't know. So who Arizona, Arizona State. I don't even. Utah know. and Colorado went to the Big Twelve. Okay. Oregon and Washington just went to the Big Ten. So now you have California, Who's Stanford, Stanford, Washington State, State, and Oregon State are the only four left. Are you kidding me? Those are the only four. That's it. So I just didn't. Well, thank the you. reaction. That's what happens. You know things. Things get kind of crazy and change change on us. Oh. Know, fun stuff. So, but that's the NCAA. Um, we don't talk Kentucky Derby and all that fun stuff. We talked about everything but the Sox. Let's let's real quick. Jack and I spent a good half yeah. hour talking about the Sox and, and where they are. Um, again, from a from a non baseball perspective, which you're you're a basketball guy uh, and a college guy. Um, give me give me your 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 elevator pitch on the Red Sox. What do you think? Well, you know, just up to about a week, I. Well, to start, first of all, their defense, you know, I'm just, listen, I'm a big Cora guy, and, you know, this thing with Bloom, he's trying to run it like it's the Tampa Bay Devroys. I know we can sit here and we can go over this all night, but the bottom line is just doesn't seem like he's, you know, then this thing that happened with Verdugo, I don't know the whole story. He benched him or whatever, and then Verdugo's going. You're going to hear him. He's like, we only got seven weeks left. First of all, I think that kid's not even that good. He's only got like seven home runs. I think Cora's probably lost the team, but I like Cora. I'm a Cora guy. I just don't think Cora fits this team right now. You got to put him in, like he's in a big market. Send him to another big market where he can coach, you know, guys that make. Because it just seems like I don't know what's going on here, but there's a lot going on. You know, they're pitching. You know, they haven't had the start in pitching too. For them to even be three games over 500, kind of amazes me to be honest with you. And I think that's uh, as a, as a resume, that's really Cor- Alex. I think Cora's done a great job, masterful job at managing this team through. I don't think he's lost the team. I think that. Uh, Verdugo's had some issues, I think, during the year. Um, he's late, bitches. He wanted to be on the All-Star team. He's, you know, I think the thing that we get from the Bloom, Bluminati, we'll call him, because that's what Jack and I call him, is they sell us on how great Verdugo and, Con- and Connor Wong are because they are the ones who they brought in for Mookie Betts, who now is like the top three player in the National League, top right. five player in the whole whole baseball. So they're selling us on on that. I think that 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 is an Im- important issue here. And you're right. Core's got can only he can only play with the hand he's dealt, right? And I think starting he's using he's using openers two times a game. So so who's you know whose fault is it? Uh, and where do you lay the blame? Uh, well, you know, like you said, things start at the top. You got to look at Bloom a little bit, and I know I just think Core has been. Yeah, I think he's been strapped, and I'm not saying he's not. I think he's doing a really good job. I'm a big Cora guy, but it just seems like you can tell by the things he's saying in the press. I just think he's had it here. I think it's time for a change, and I don't mean that. I think like it would be better for him to go to another team and manage like a better team because if they want to do this mid-market stuff, you know, they want to bring up these guys. They don't want to pay anyone. I don't think this is a type of team for Cora. I think like you know. I totally, I, I totally agree, agree with you on that. Like, I think you know, the other the other issue to me is. 
mid-market, don't want to pay the big money. Mm. There's no identity to the team. Yeah. In reality, the identity to me is Alex Cora. He's mm. your only identity to the team. Um, and then I look back, and like I said this to Jack once, I said, I like um, Turner, Justin Turner. I like him. He's a great player. Mm. But do you know the audacity to put number two on him? How, 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 much, how much you don't understand your fan base to give number two out Right after you're, you're the, the probably one of the top three shortstop in in, yep. in, in, the, in the in the franchise's history Hold leaves on, because yeah. you couldn't pay him the money when you were supposed to. I think that John Henry deserves a lot of the blame. Um, I think if this is what they want to do, uh, eventually they'll lose the the market. But they're also they're they're running into the fact now the Patriots are starting to see a downturn. Hmm. So they they play their cards right. They can they'll still have the the fandom that they have. But I agree with you on that. I think that core. I don't want to see him go because I think in. 2021 when they made their run that was all because him yeah. and i think up until like three weeks ago two weeks ago um i thought they had a shot you know i don't know what you thought but i thought there was a shot all of a sudden boop they're downhill yeah i you know you know i just kind of been in that move those two games in san francisco were tough ones that saturday and sunday game they could have won those both and then now you just see and then i don't know what happened T- this weekend against Toronto. that was just a total debacle total debacle Oh, yeah, you have fielding mistakes, you have yeah, running 26 mistakes. 26 to 8, Stupid. they were outscored, right. you know. And, and Toronto's another team. That may, I mean, they can hit, and they, they were even missing, what's his name? I didn't even think Bichette was playing either. And Bichette's been out. He's been right. out, right. And they've, they, they've just, uh, they're, they're not bad. I think that Toronto team's a little bit... Uh, Maybe another pitcher. They could they be might streaking. Be yeah, yeah, because they got, they, they're pretty, they're okay. I mean, it's just, they're, they're but I looked at they're their Toronto, lineup. Yeah. I looked at their lineup when, when Vladdy... Guerrero sat. Yeah, you know, I looked at the lineup. Some there are holes in some of the lines. Oh, it's yeah. like the Yankees suck even worse than what the Red Sox. Exactly. You could, that, we could be Yankee fans. Imagine, I know. You know, look so. at, I know, I know. How's that kid even doing this year with the seventy home runs last year? Well, he got hurt. He broke his toe. So, you know, I can't. But I, I wouldn't have paid him there either. I, I mean, he had that great year. Don't get me wrong, but you know, he's a little more on the older side, and they gave him that contract. You know, they're going to end up beating a lot of that contract. Well, everyone, no everyone, everyone eats. The San Diego's right. going to be eating a ton of contracts too. Well, so, what about that with both? But do they care absolutely. though? Do, does the no. owner care? They, they, here you got owners with unlimited funds. The guy in, the, in New York, Cohen, mm-hmm. unlimited money. He he make, he sees the team's not going to work, right? Sells them off. I'll start over. Yep. So that's what a fan would want. Whereas here we're like, let's see if we can scrape the barrel. Oh, let's bring in this guy. Oh, we made a great trade. We traded Vasquez. And we got this dude, and look at him. He's, he's going to be the next Juan Soto Jr. You know, stuff like that. This is the, he's done a good job in building the base, building yeah. a little bit of a core. But now that core that is in the minor leagues has to move into the major leagues. Well, and, and if they don't, you know, what, then where are we? Then uh, where are we? The, we're Baltimore again. Yeah, well, well, look at Baltimore speaking of. Well, they, they're 27 yeah. games over 500. They, I can't believe they, it. They've sucked for like eight years. I know, but it finally, you know, those draft picks, they're all coming to fruition. You know, guys are. Yeah, do I? It's not a payoff. If you ask me, do I want to suck for eight years? I I say no, but I'll be dead maybe in eight years though. Well, two times, you never know. know. We might be, but it's che- we can go down there for a whole weekend series, and it's cheaper to drive down there and stay in a hotel than we'll come here and go to a game. Yeah, I don't get the free tickets from you. No, way. I ain't giving you no more free. You're done with freebies. <laughs> freebies are done with the Trevisani clan, but uh, that's good. So um, one of the things, Tommy, I'm, I'm thinking about doing is. Uh, We'll bring the boys in. We're going to do it um, as we get ready to transition. We're going to do an NBA, all-time NBA draft Ooh. where we each get to pick five players and then the sixth man or whatever. But you, you have to really try to fill your team with what you think would win. And, and if we pick Bill Russell, it's Bill Russell as he was in the 60s, not Bill Russell as he would be today. Right. Um, you know, like um, uh, who's a good example of that? Bob Cousy. They have, he was playing against Plumas as uh, – what's his name? The freaking freak, freak show there from um, Duke. 
he spews his mouth off. But he would play it like that. I think that's the key is to make sure that um, everyone understands. So Jack, Jack, Justin, myself, you, maybe yep. Greco. I will do a little draft. We'll bring everybody in. I'll try to figure out how to get the TVs working and all that. But that's yeah. that's something we got down in the future. And then we got a couple more guests. You had some guests. We were we had guests lined up. We'll, 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 we promise you guys we'll bring some other guests and get some other opinions. Mm-hmm. But um, as before, we go to our comparison piece of, of the pie. Uh, anything else that, that 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 over the last seven months that that's uh, gotten into your crawl? Or anything? Oh, what else? Um, no, not really. It's just. I don't know, just, you know, just sports in general. Just, I think this thing with the money is just really, it's just so out of control right now with every sport. It's just this thing would happen with Brown, and I don't know, it's just crazy money, Jim. It's like it's all this money's guaranteed. I mean, these guys haven't proven anything. They've never won anything, and, and they're just getting all this outrageous money. And I just think they're going to end up settling, and it's so out of control. They're saying in three, four years, the money's even going to get even worse and worse and worse with these TV deals, and and you know me, I'm a big basketball guy, and I can't even, it's hard for me to even watch an NBA game now. Oh, well, we're going to let you draft NBA, see who you draft, and, uh, and, and compare. Because I, I, I don't know if we, uh, we did this in school uh, with one of, the, one of my classes in school. We had a, a little NBA draft with about eight kids. And it's so funny how the kids today, they know the game, uh, not through watching it, but they know the old-timers through the uh, NBA 2K stuff on how they play the yeah, video please. games. So um, I did want to look at real quick as we get ready. We're now in, in the final stages, really mid- midway through almost final stages of the NFL training camp. Yep. And um, I remember as a youngster, my father down in Reading, Pennsylvania, took me to uh, Albright College, and we would go see the Eagles in training. Yep. I probably had 10 years old, and you'd go down to Albright College, and there'd be just a bunch of scruffy things running around, nothing yep. promoted, nothing. And now it's like a multi-million dollar oh, business, yep. preseason camp. So. Um, did you have any experiences growing up where you got to go to camp, um, see anybody well, play? Yeah, well, I did, you know, because, you know, the Patriots used to practice at Bryan College. And, you know, back then when I was when I was going down, like, I would probably start going, like, in the late 80s, early 90s, but that's when they were horrible. But the point is, is, like, at least, like, they were practicing, they were doing two-a-days, they were in pads. Probably what you, like, I'm going to get it. Now it's just like, I don't know, they don't even wear pads with this collective bargaining agreement, they never, you know, you know, they took one of the exhibition games away, which I agree with. But I just feel like this is why a lot of these guys are getting hurt. It's not having a lot of physical contact, and it seems like when the season comes, that's why I think a lot of these guys are getting hurt. I don't think they're they're, they're doing enough hitting anymore, and I just think it's, I think it's changed, and I don't think it's changed for the better. But that's what it is now. And again, you go back to the money because the money you can't get a guy. You don't want your guy getting hurt in a preseason practice. Goes, well. And I think, you know, now they're, they're uh, it's just it's just different. I mean, I think that for, even from the time my, my kids went um, with uh, Kelly and her mom, took the kids down to Foxborough back when Jack was probably about four or five years yeah. old. And even from then to now, I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's a major production. Oh. I'm trying to mind. I mean, talk about money. That's a good way to make money. It's another source of revenue for the Patriots or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I go back to Albright College, and it's just so funny. I just remember you'd, you'd walk right on. You'd stand on the sidelines. You'd watch these guys beat each other, beat the yeah. crap out of each other. fights every and, day. And, and, and then now or two, it's you're really taken care of. But what do you feel preseason should be for any sport? What, 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 are, we, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, they're just, I guess, because it's like you said, now with all the fantasy leagues and everything, it's all about, I don't know what they're trying to, I don't agree with it. I think, not saying it should go, maybe they should go a little weird in between. I'm not saying they should go back to full pads, but they got to kind of give a little, maybe go a little between, maybe have a little more padded practicing. 
But I agree with the like they cut off the exhibition game, which I agree with. But I think they have to go back to doing a little more. Like, why do they even have preseason then? That's what I don't understand because they don't do anything anymore. You got to get these guys ready to play. Well, I think preseason for the Patriots is simple. They get Bill O'Brien, you know, offensive coordinator. So you're trying to. You, you, you're, it's really more uh, technical. It's got to be more technical piece. I under, I understand that people guys get hurt more, but these guys are bigger and stronger. I just think that it's become a commercial enterprise. Such that even the draft is a money making thing, oh. and and OTAs are a money making thing, and, and and the NFL's done a great job in in pushing that. And then I, I watch on TV, and these guys open up camp, and and they're you're paying whatever you pay to go in, and you see the first part of practice, and then if you and you go home, yeah. I mean it's just to get the action. Maybe it's something to do with your kids as you're um as they, as they're as they're moving forward. So that's just a compare. I think it's it's funny because. You know, I'm 61 years old. You're what, 59 now? Yeah, 52. 52. 59. I'm just about <laughs> I think I think the biggest difference to me is is that that it's just it's a big production now. And I remember back when, business, when we were younger, yeah. it was just the way it was. And I mean, somebody. Yeah. Was, but again, Tommy, I ask Football. you this: yeah. somebody was making the money. Well, yeah, they they were, but like you know, it was different back then. Like you said, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, like these guys played hard. And one thing about the NFL: if you get hurt. You don't play again. You don't get paid. Right. Like, see you later. Like, that's one thing. It's a cruel business. You know, NFL, not for long. But you don't play. You don't get paid. And, you know, getting back to baseball. And now, like, with baseball with this guaranteed money, it's insane. I mean, I don't mean to sound wrong, but that's why I think these guys in the NFL should get paid the money because if they go out there, they take a beating. Yeah, they're just cattle for us. That's all it is. I know they it's are, really but not now that difficult just, to understand. Some, well, you know, if you think about it, even with baseball, I mean, there's there's pitchers. Really, I, I went back and looked at 2013, and who the heck is this relief pitcher pitched for Seattle? These guys, they just cycle through. Oh, unless they're superstars, these guys are cycling through. And in the NFL, you're absolutely right. He's he makes his seventy five thousand dollars. He's gone. He can't walk for the rest of his life. Right, right. and then no, it's yeah, they don't. You never even hear about these guys. There's so many guys with these uh, head injuries, and you hear. Back then, the benefits, they, you see them now, it's sad. They yeah. don't even have any insurance. It's, it's, it's sad. And these guys were like, in the 70s, these guys are great football players, and they didn't make a ton of money back then. Now look at them. They're all basically these poor guys. You hear the stories. Yeah, it's that's bad. True. All right, now we'll transition to your favorite sport, basketball. Um, do a Mount Rushmore. Jack and I did a draft of uh, college mm-hmm. football stadiums. Just real quick, yeah. I want to get your uh, intake. If you had to go to one that you'd pick, what, where would you want to go see a game? College football, I, I mean, you know, you got to because where people don't know this, where the wave was originally invented. I'd probably have to say the University of Michigan. You like Michigan? Yeah, Anywhere I'd, I'd else? Any one, no, uh, and I would love to go to the Rose Bowl. Okay. And those I were our top been, two picks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't even, I haven't even time. I didn't listen to it yet either. Ja- so. Jack went uh, Rose Bowl. I went Michigan. Then, wow. Then Look Jack, how we think. Think your minds think alike. Then Jack went know. like Penn State uh, yeah, at night. Even, and uh, let me I'll, let me pull. Oh, my don't notes forget here. the horseshoe, Ohio State. Maybe? I don't like the horseshoe because they ki- they filled That's it in. Yeah. So when uh, Jack went Beaver Stadium, I went LSU at night. Yeah. Uh, Jack took Kyle Field, Texas A&M to see the cadets and how crazy the uh, 12th man yeah, is the there. 12th man, I yeah. took the LA Coliseum just for that old old fashioned USC. Oh, that USC stuff. with the yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jack took um, Notre Dame. He, he pandered. Uh, that's I went, another one. That don't forget this, the orange place there. Right, Tennessee. and I, so I took that was what I took next was Tennessee, Tennessee Rocky yeah. Town. Yeah, Jack took FSU. I took Washington because I've been out to Washington. We bring the boats up, and you can see the city of Seattle. Oh. We fought over that one. Wow. Uh, Jack that's took right. the swamp in Florida. Yeah. I took Death Valley and down to Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. 
Jack stole Army, Mitchie Stadium from me, and I ended up with Franklin Field because nobody even knows where Franklin Field that's is. So. so that's how we ended up. That. But but you and I looking at uh, who, who who do you think in the year in the we'll go in the two thousands. Um, give me your top four or five basketball players in the two thousands. Who, right, who do you well, think? Because he, of course, because he's came in, now he's been playing. Of course, LeBron James. Yeah, I go with LeBron, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not even when it's all said and done, too. I think he's going to go down as the greatest of all time. So, obviously, LeBron James. Then I would say, like, in the last 20, 25 years now, you got to probably put in, um, well, well, he played early. Now he played in the 90s. You can't put him. You probably Who would you think? Who? I was going to say, but yeah, he was kind of in the eye. Shaq's more than nice, but he's close. Yeah, you're right. He had, he said, yeah, I, he I think he'd throw he, Shaq in Because he there. won, and, you know, they, he kind of did change the game. He was so big. So for you, yeah, Kobe I agree. Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe and Shaq, because that year, they were in the 2000s. Yeah, the, the, the first part. Yeah, I right. agree with that. And then, um, Allen Iverson's another one. That is another one. Like I always say, my father said the saying, I told you, pound for pound, he might be the best player that ever lived, but listen to what I'm saying. He was 152 pounds. What if he was 6'5"? I forget about it. Like pound you know, for pound, pound for pound, he's a knucklehead though. Complete, that's okay. Complete idiot. So the, but that guy could play basketball. So no that, doubt about uh, it. I'm trying to think. And Tim Duncan was in that well, era. Well, you know, I was just gonna say you're right, Duncan, because he kind of goes under the radar. And then like that's four guys we're gonna say, and like who else? Because you know, oh. I'm more from the era of um. Oh, I know you're. We miss yeah. It. Well, yeah. I, you're missing the more current players. In reality, yeah, then you could Curry, probably, Curry has to be on there oh, somewhere, right? That's the one, I'm sorry. And, I was thinking and Kevin Durant almost has to be on there somewhere. I know, I just don't like him, but you I know, a lot of people don't like him, but you know, if, if Kevin, might be the greatest scorer I've ever could seen. Could be, pure scorer. No he is, he's, he's, he's what Larry Bird would be today. That's a very good that comparison. Kind of shooter. He's might even taller, as quick. right? Yeah, yeah anyway, so then we have, um, you know, then you have the guys that like were in the middle, you know, Dwight Howard, yeah. You know, what's your opinion? Like, the, what's your that that little group of group? Dwight Howard, James Harden, um, uh, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. Those guys. You know, yeah, now you have the seventy-five and, team. Yeah. Right, and now today, um, how about the players of today that are playing right now? Give me your top three players today. Right now, if I know, so tomorrow if I, you have to say about it. You have to put Giannis in there. Definitely Giannis has to be in there. Yeah, I agree. yeah, he's one. Um, who just uh, the Joker. Yeah, the kid will just want, yeah, because he goes so under the radar. Definitely, he's number two. And my third one, I mean, I still say, I don't know. You can go, you know, I don't know. There's like a few. There's like three or four other ones. But I would probably say, well, who else with the win? Who's the guy I'm thinking about? Um, Are you thinking Kawhi Leonard? No, you're going to say not even him no more because he never played, you know. Okay, but, how about Jimmy Butler? No, not <laughs> top three. Okay. Not Jimmy Butler. No, you, uh, I'm just having it, How about Joel Embiid? That's the other one. I'm the kid for Philly. But yeah. he's another one. Like, I don't understand, but you got to put him in there. But he's going to start winning a little more. But yeah, Embiid is a good talent. You know, so I get, like, if you look at four now, like, you try to put five together just from that stretch. You know, you, yeah. I would go, I would say, I'd say LeBron. I'd say Shaq. No, I still, I, I'd, say, I still, I'd say LeBron oh, and Kobe. From the 80s, yeah. uh, no, 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 LeBron from the, from the 2000s. 2000s. Yeah, so right. LeBron and Kobe. Even LeBron's playing today. Right. LeBron and Kobe and no Curry, I think, are my three oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. And then the, the other two, you could argue over a couple million different players. Um, but I would I would almost say uh, Durant. And then yep. um, and then, then it's a that's really hit or miss after that. So yeah. how about do you agree, disagree? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you got to put Durant in there, too. What about Damian Lillard? Where's he going? <laughs> no, I know. Come on, tell me. Well, he did make the whole 75 team. Now, he's... He's more on that. He's more down on that next thing from like ten to twenty, maybe. Right okay, now. as I transition real quick, Damian Lord, do you think he's doing the right thing by force trying to force a trade out? No, but for a guy who's like all for? of a sudden, no, no, I don't. But this is how it is now. They run the asylum. That is true. 
That's just um, how it is. So now I got my computer, trusted computer. I think it's time for right. Tommy time, which oh. is always our favorite thing. I'm going to put the, uh, I'm going to bring the computer up. I'm going to put the, the camera's going to be on Tommy. And Tommy, I picked out, boy, you can't get any more random than this when I get to do it. The 1995-96 Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh, if you, I'll tell you something. You're going to impress the nation here. The Vancouver Grizzlies, who yeah. became the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder, right. All right, so right, the 95, the, 96 Grizzlies. So the first day you could probably – do they have Big Country Reeves on that team? Uh, do they have Bryant Reeves on that team? Yes, they do. So you will get him in a, in a yeah, second. Yeah, he went to Oklahoma State. He did go to Oklahoma State. So I'm going to flip the camera over my buddy Tommy. Oh. I'm going to zoom in a little bit on this so I can read them because I'm blind yeah, and a bat. Cool, what a the first guy I did. never heard of, power forward, Ashrif Amira. You know, I never heard of him. Yeah. He went to Southern Illinois. This guy you should know, Greg Anthony. Oh, the uh, UNLV? Correct. How about Anthony Avent? Anthony Avent. Avent, A-V-E-N-T. I think I know. That. I think he went to Seton Hall. That is correct. All right, he's on a roll. Here's my favorite player, Benoit Benjamin. Oh, that, that jerk off. Creighton. Creighton is correct. Okay, Blue Edwards. Blue Edwards. It's Blue Edwards. Blue Edwards. Oh, wait. Don't even. Yes, he went to a, East Carolina. East Carolina, correct. <laughs> Tommy's on. Hold on, we got to get my face. Tommy, you're killing it. Yeah, Blue Edwards. Okay. Okay. Next one will be uh, Doug Edwards. Doug Edwards. See, Doug. Ugh, give me a hint. Maybe what conference? Sometimes. Uh, they're now in the ACC. Um, Doug Edwards. At the, t- the Tomahawk Chop. Okay. Here's your. Here's your thing. Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. Yeah, Doug Edwards. Um, Kenny Gaddison. Kenny Gaddison. I remember him. Yeah, he went to Old Dominion. Old Dominion, you're correct. Antonio Harvey. He went to three places, so good luck. He got a uh, choice of three. Antonio Harvey? Yeah. Le- Did he go to Oklahoma? No. No. He, Wait. So, uh, Southern okay. Illinois and Fife University, and he went to an SEC school. Oh, my God. I do remember him now. Oh, he went to an SEC school. Antonio Harvey. Was it Alabama? No, it was Georgia. Georgia. Close, though. Pfeiffer. You're getting there. Chris King, Chris King, small forward, born July 24th, 1969. Chris King. This is hard, Chris King. ACC. Oh, Chris King. Was it Wake Forest? Wake Forest is correct. A little bit ahead. Sometimes, yep. Here's a a good one for you, okay? He is a 6'11 center. He was a rookie that year. His name was Rich Rich Manning, power forward, 6'11. Rookie, went to two schools. Rich Manning. One of the East Coast, one of the West Coast. Uh, maybe the conference. Uh, one's the Big East, and one was in the Big East, and one is the was the Pac-10, as they're both gone now. Was he Arizona? No, he was Syracuse, Washington. Koizo uh, Martin. Konzo. Konzo Martin. You got it. Sorry, I read that wrong. He uh, he is a coach. Was a coach. Yeah, he didn't Purdue. Purdue is correct. How about Derek Martin? Derek Martin. These guys, they had because that team was horrible. Yeah, team was terrible. Derek Martin, he played in the Pac-10 again. He was a 5'11 point guard. Man, I should know. Did he? Was it Oregon? Oregon State? UCLA. Uh, Eric Mobley. Eric Mobley. Eric Mobley. Six. Eric Mobley, 6'11 center. Eric Mobley. Let's go. I'm going to watch you do this now. Come on, Eric Mobley. Come on, Tommy. What conference? What conference was the Big East? Oh, Mobley. Yeah, he went to uh, Pittsburgh. Pitt is correct. All right. How about Lawrence Moulton? Lawrence Moulton. Syracuse. Lawrence Moulton, Syracuse. Went to prep school at New Hampton. How about Eric Murdoch? Eric, oh, Eric Murdoch, Providence. Providence. They're in a row. And then your boy, Big Country. 
Yeah, Ryan Reeves. Are you sure it was Oklahoma State? You positive? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay, how about you're right, by the way. And then Byron Scott, the Byron Scott of the Celtic fame there. Oh, uh, yeah, people don't know. He went to, uh, he went to Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona. Here's the last one, Gerald Wilkins. Good friend, Gerald Wilkins. Not the one, the Dominique's brother? I don't know. It says Gerald Wilkins. Yeah, that's not Tennessee Chattanooga? Tennessee Chattanooga is correct. Look at that. Hey, let's give Tommy a big hand on that one. Hold on. Not that's bad. Okay. Not bad for the Grizzlies. Nobody yeah. even knows that the Grizzlies well, didn't were didn't even Vancouver. know they existed. Correct. They so. were horrible. Awesome. Um, you gave me your pet peeve, which was money and sports. My pet peeve is yeah. the Illuminati in Boston driving me freaking completely ass crazy. Shouldn't swear like that, but um, you know, I, I I had you start to feel feel hope for the team, and all of a sudden they play like crap because yeah. you you have all these crazy ass mid level pitchers coming in. So that's yeah. my pet peeve is just the whole atmosphere surrounding my Red Sox. Going to drive me nuts. Yeah, well, well, they got kids. I mean, how's Kansas City stinks, right? Kansas City's terrible. All They'll right, lose two or three of them. They, I think they, they had four games of the KC. Yeah, they do. So Kansas City's got some do. good young players with their own yeah. pitching either. Jack yeah, was Jack was looking at the number. He says to me, he says, Dad, do you know Eric Greinke is like 1-11? and 11. I said, that's He's still on them? He still plays them. He originated. Yeah, he originated there. Now but he's back. back? He's 1-11. and 11. Wow. 1-11. and 11. And that's then, so, uh, so that's what happens. That's a pet peeve. Right. I'll give you one shot. Trivia for our friends and neighbors and listeners. If anybody's out there, Tommy, you got anything for me? If Jeez. not, we can go on. Um, I know. I should have came. I was just prepared. Let me think of trivia. Around. Just a quick main trivia. Give us a main trivia. Where Sorry. is the University of Maine? <laughs> what town is the University of Maine? No, yeah. Well, no, come on. You're no. a maniac now. Where, where is uh, it? We're in Maine. Okay, where is the uh, University of New England? University of New England. That's yep, somewhere that's... in Massachusetts. No, no, it's in Maine. It is? Yeah. There's like three universities in New England. Yeah, Riley's sister goes there. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. but this one's in a part of Maine. It's like 15 minutes from me. I just found uh, out. What's, what's the town? You uh, no, again, no, uh, Biddeford. And what town is U, um, uh, U Maine? University of Maine. It's, oh, are you asking? Oh, I know. Oh, no. Or no. Or no. Who's he play for? And he plays for Detroit Mercy. Who coached Detroit Mercy? Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale is going to get inducted like into the – he's got a lifetime Emmy. Ugh. Not bad for him. All right. Well, you know what, Tommy? It's been great talking to you again. So we have a good time here. Uh, and we've seen enough. Now, like I said, we're looking forward to trying to keeping this up yep. on a uh, weekly basis if we can. I'm, yep. I know I'm going to miss a couple weeks because I'm going away. You're going to miss a couple weeks because you'll be in and out of work and everything. Yep. Working. Uh, like I said, Tommy has moved to Maine on me, and so now it's tough. i got to try to squeeze this in. But it's great yeah. that you come in. Uh, we, 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 we're glad to be back on the air. Uh, and like I said, uh, it's going to try to keep uh, keep in touch with uh, with us um, on a, a weekly basis. We're now simulcasting, as you can see. I'm waving, Tommy. Why don't you give every there's Tommy there? He looks back at the camera. Nick, Tommy, that's the that's the video screen. If you look ahead, right over top of my head, there's a camera. There oh, he is. Geez. So there you go. That that ugly mug of Tommy. The only Pretty person bad. who could love that mug is uh, his mom, probably. But, can't even take nothing. But, uh, no, you can't. But that's what we got here um, on. Um, our We've Seen Enough podcast. So like I said, thanks for joining us. Season 1, Episode 13 is now complete. For Tommy Travisani, I'm Jim Boyle, and uh, we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of We've Seen Enough, recorded at WCTV Studios in beautiful downtown Wilmington, Massachusetts. If you'd like to get in touch, offer topics to discuss, or stump us with sports trivia, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. That's jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Tom Trevisani, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune into the next edition of We've Seen Enough.